Hello and welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's trashiest news stories and a look at all the garbage people. If you're enjoying this show, please leave us a five-star review and help us climb up in the charts and have please, more please, people. Please, 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 please. Help some more people find the show. My name is Erica and I am your host. My name is Cassandra and I'm your other host. Hi. <laughs> Happy to see you. Happy to see you. Hey, Cass. Oh, uh, what's up? Breaking news. <gasps> what? President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, has tested positive for COVID. <gasps> oh my God. Our no shit story of the week. Are you shook to your core? I mean, how? He was so careful. <laughs> he took the coronavirus so seriously. If he can and catch it, anyone can. That just, pfft, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hey, Cass. Yes. How are you trash this week? Well, Erica, I don't know if I would define this as trash. I mean, perhaps I would define this as a treasure. But I am very, very obsessed with the movie Love Actually. Same. Yep. And we are in Love Actually season, of course, mm -hmm. the holiday season. So I, uh, I went last night to see Love Actually at the drive-in movie theater. I love that. Yeah, it was fun. Fun and COVID safe. Fun and COVID safe. I have some notes, um, obviously. Like, it's not like my ideal way of watching movies I found out because I can't see, like, my eyesight's not good. So it was a little fuzzy on screen. But, you know, I got to drag, I got to drag the BF with me and uh, he'd never seen it before. So, you know, that's an... <laughs> thing to be like hey here's my favorite movie come see it drive in with me which i honestly equate to people being like hey I, I think it's really important that you watch star wars with me i'm like mm, how about we watch love actually instead mm -hmm. a more superior bit of cinema last year a really good friend of mine took me to see the love actually live show which was fucking incredible now was it like a stage adaptation so it was like a mixture between them just showing clips of the movie and then them acting out certain scenes and injecting original songs. Oh, how incredible. <laughs> it was one of the best live theater experiences I've ever had. Hamilton can honestly eat a bag of shit next to Love Actually Live. I'm so jealous I didn't experience that. I saw the billboards uh, in town, but I just didn't pull the trigger on on going. I got in a genuine fight with my ex two years ago when it first started. It was two years. Whenever the first year it came out, I think it was two. And I found out about it and he found out about it. And so I was like, in my head, it's like, that's a no fucking brainer. You want to like impress me, surprise me? You take me to love actually live. And he wouldn't do it. And I kept, and I wasn't even dropping like subtle hints after a certain while. I was like, hey, we should really, it would really mean a lot to me to go to this. Nothing. And we got it. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be a brat, but I'm a little trashy, I guess, in that way of like, if you like something, I'm going to make sure you get to do the thing you like. Yeah. And I liked this and he didn't do it. So anyways, we broke up because of that. I called off the wedding <laughs> uh, because of that. But uh, obviously, you know, a fucking uh, a real one, a, a real friend came in and took care of me the year after. So thank you, Jess. You're the best. Why are you trash this week? I've had cake for breakfast three days in a row. Fuck yes. Yes, it was your birthday. It was. It was my birthday on Thursday. How was your birthday? Did you fast and pray all day like that one Oklahoma person last week told you to do? I did. I fasted and I prayed, but I did the the fast, the cake fast, where you just eat cake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh huh. What um, kind of cake? It was white cake with vanilla icing, just the way I like it. The classic. Just the classic Costco cake. Mm. It wasn't an entire sheet cake this time, thank God, because we would have eaten it. Right. It was just a a round cake that was, you know less than half the size of a normal sheet cake. <laughs> Got it. I like it. Yeah. But I've had cake for breakfast and some say that's uh, not a nutritious way to start the day. I was having this conversation when I had Thanksgiving with my little pod and we we're talking about like our favorite cereals growing up. 
What was yours? Oh, God. Great question. Probably Cocoa Puffs. Okay. Sick. Because, like, cereals in the 90s are – that's – I mean, it's cake for breakfast. My favorite was Reese's Puffs, which is similar to Cocoa Puffs. Mm-hmm. And it was always the, – the main slogan was, Reese's for breakfast? Candy for breakfast? They just and spelled you- it out. They're like, yes, it is candy for breakfast. Like, there is no nutrients. There is nothing – in this other than calories Mm -hmm. and sugar. And that's how you needed to start the day when you were eight and about to go sit down and be still for eight hours. I mean, in the 90s, hell yeah, we didn't have phones yet. I love it. Okay. Do we want to get into our first story? I don't know. What do you think? Let's do it. It's a a doozy. I bet you fucking love it. I do love it. According to the NewYorkPost.com, Kazakhstan bodybuilder Mary Sextal after whirlwind romance. Yes, proving that love is blind and sometimes kooky, a bodybuilder from Kazakhstan has tied the knot with his dearly beloved, a sex doll that he dated for eight months before proposing a year ago. Eight months and he's already engaged? Don't you think that's a little fast? I I didn't want to say anything because like, I don't want a relationship shame, but that does seem awfully fast. I've I been- agree dating the same person for eight years and we're not engaged right i mean you know you you, of course you you can fall in love in a matter of months a moment date a moment oh god love actually but yeah you don't know if you want to spend the rest of your life with that same sex doll after eight months i mean i wonder when they when they started living together Oh, that's a great question. I assume that she moved in pretty quickly because I don't know where she lives elsewhere. (laughs) She's actually got a nice box by the beach. Um, In a black tux and bow tie, Yuri Tolochiko, don't check me on the name. Yeah, it feels wrong. It feels wrong. (laughs) Feels wrong. I feel like I nailed the first name, Yuri. You killed Yuri. I'm Tolochiko. Let's call him Yuri. Let's call him Gary. Know that. He was seen planting a gentle kiss on Margot, who appears a bit stiff after revealing a white gown as she clutches a bouquet of flowers and stared into the distance. Yeah, they really had fun when they were writing this one, New York Post. Of course she appeared stiff. She's a fucking sex doll, okay? You don't need to, you know, we don't need to kick this man while he's down. Mm, I said that and I shouldn't have said that. I'm not in the market to shame anyone. But let me ask you this, and you don't have to have an answer. Mm-hmm. But I want our listeners to know that we are just – I am a mere person and I – and I when at, when – at what point does the movement to be progressive and sex positive, where is that line? Uh, my line, my personal line is with inanimate objects, children, and animals. Okay. Yeah. Children and animals, 100% leave them alone. That's not fair. That's not good. What inanimate objects? Is anyone getting hurt? Or, or like, uh, I don't know. Nobody's getting hurt. I agree. But the tax breaks and the tax incentives that come along with marriage, if two things aren't earning (laughs) or have the capability to earn, I don't think you should get a tax break just because you choose to marry. Does that make sense? I mean, yes, but you and I are now amazingly on Trashy Trashy Podcast. We're going to start reflecting the two pillars of the Republican Party. You're concerned that they don't deserve like the economic benefits to being married. I'm concerned of that this is morally like I'm concerned of the morals and like mm. I I I want to say does Yuri need mental help? Uh, okay. But then you then you say that, and then you're like, "Well, people used to say that gay people needed mental help," and I don't believe that. So this is this is why I'm 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 trotting this line carefully, and I don't know what the right answer is. I'm just I'm nervous for Yuri. I'm a little nervous for him. Okay, the, it, this is a little weird for me. It's a little weird. I don't want to shame anyone, but I do find it. But that doll needs to pay taxes. <laughs> That doll needs to pay taxes, too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the Kazakhstani government doesn't just run on love and dreams, okay? It runs on taxes. I love their love story, how he found Margot at a nightclub where he rescued her from some unwanted attention. 
and added that they planned to take the plunge in March before the coronavirus had hit. Oh, but their wedding got postponed because he got punched in the face at a transgender rally and he was dressed as a woman for the event. So this is also confusing. I think he was just in support of the trans community. And then he got punched in the face. Yes. Well, that's, you know. Seems like the wrong dude to hit in the face. I agree. He identifies as pansexual, which I think is obvious, you know, because pansexual, it doesn't matter what you look like. You just love the personality of the sex doll. And uh, he said he likes BDSM, bondage and discipline, domination and submission, sadism and masochism. I love being tortured. I can endure a lot of pain. I love to dominate too. Margot is capable of what other people are not capable of. Wow. Well, in Kazakhstan, the requirements for a wedding is that both consenting partners have to be male and female over 18 years old with no mention of whether dolls are included. So what year was she made? Oh, great question. Great question, Cass. We're Mm -hmm. getting to the bottom of this story. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, she was old enough to get into a nightclub. I mean, what's the age of that in Kazakhstan? Great question. Speaking of things I don't like very much because of, you know, big moral issues. Yeah. According to the uh, According to independent.co.uk, the online retailer Pretty Little Thing has been criticized for selling clothes for 99% off their full price for Black Friday. So the problem with this is fast fashion and yes. the moral and ethical dilemma that it, it poses to manufacturing, to ethical consumption, environmental impact. Many Twitter users were joyous, saying, like, I'm so happy. That's the best deal ever. While other people said 56 items for 28 pounds shouldn't be possible if the human beings making them were paid a fair wage and the fabrics were used in an environmentally sound quality. I mean, like, yeah. Like, if I'm buying uh, bikini bottoms for eight cents, I'm not expecting them to even last me from, you know, to the car. Yeah. I mean, this comes after criticism of multiple people not paying their workers in other countries, like the Kylie and Kindle Jenner. It was found out that one of their factories they were making, they just stopped payment altogether. For what? Who makes the makeup or what What brand do For they have? Clothing brand. They have a clothing brand? Sold at Walmart. Man. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty vile. And I'm I'm guilty of sometimes dipping in fast fashion. I try to buy sustainable when I can, but a lot of times clothing isn't made in my size that I can't find vintage things sometimes. Yeah, totally. I also like sometimes get a little cloudy on what, like where the line is of what's fast fashion, what's not. Because what I hate to think And what's possible, I suppose, is that I am just overpaying for fast fashion because I stopped shopping at places like Forever 21 and Mm H&M and things like that for a few reasons. The fact that they're fast fashion is one of them. The other one is the fact that uh, it's like pathetic when I'm wearing Forever 21 clothes (laughs) because I look like, you know grandma and them yeah all grandma try hard and uh yeah i don't like when my shit falls apart like after being worn a couple times but i shop a lot at like mod cloth and asos and places like that and i have a feeling especially since mod cloth is now owned by walmart that i'm just paying quadruple the price for the same and the quality feels better but i'm probably still that's still fast fashion isn't it I that's a great question because I also partake in mod cloth. ASOS is for sure fast fashion. Yeah. Um, I don't shop it, there super often, but sometimes their stuff fits good. Their stuff fits me well. My sister's wedding, my bridesmaid dress, I got from ASOS and it was gorgeous. Absolutely. It's hard stunning. when you're this much of a woman. You know, you got to like you got to shop at places that make stuff that's good for you and yeah, it's hard to buy vintage. It's always been hard for me to find, to buy vintage because I I don't even think that women were allowed to be over like 56 until like the 80s. And so yeah, I mean it's it's um and I certainly can't afford to buy anything more expensive than what I'm already spending. I try to splurge on basics like jeans. Oh yeah. 
jeans I'll spend like a good amount of money on, but and then I will spend I mean, I buy eight packs of black V-neck shirts at a time. Oh yeah, no, I my underwear. I buy like eight pack underwear of like from Amazon. Like I, but I also spend a lot of money on fancy lingerie too. Okay, it's called Balance. It's called Balance. Look, there's it up. a place that. Well, I'll 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 tell more about it later after I um, try everything on. But local Los Angeles brand. And I might have just for a small business Saturday splurged on a little, little sassy chonies. Ooh, ooh! I support Jeanette of Bras, which is their slogan is the alphabet starts at D, and it's a local LA. There's two locations, but they make uh, big booby bras that are great. Love it, love it. Gotta have it. Gotta I have like it. that we did that just now. Okay, I'll 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 go ahead and tell the name of the of the the company because I I feel like I like that we take a we just took a small we just took a fast fashion fucking story and turned it into plugging for small businesses. Uh Cantique LA. Yes, Cantique. I follow them on the socials. I actually know the girl who runs it. Do you really? I've so bought wait, lighting from her. I'm waiting for my bra. Right now it's being made in as you know as we speak in LA, but they've got but I do have the underwear. And they are fucking amazing and they fit great. And this is not just a size inclusive brand, but also a gender inclusive brand. Yes. So they their a, their a underwear can be back. worn by men and women, mm-hmm. which we love. And our non-binary friends as well. Yes. Yes. So fuck you, pretty little thing, with yep. your bullshit. Buy from local small brands. Treat yourself. You're worth it. You're worth it. And do your research. It's hard to find. I get that. It's not being advertised in your face, but mm-hmm. you can find places in your area or support the the two stores that we mentioned. They both have online boutiques. They're handmade in LA. Why not support? Yes, absolutely. Our next story comes to us from the WashingtonPost.com. Sent in by a listener. And was sent in by a listener, Taylor Moore. Thank you, Taylor. New Orleans Swingers event becomes super spreader after 41 tests positive for coronavirus. What is more obvious, that Rudy Giuliani gets COVID-19 or that a swingers event becomes a super spreader event? This is what I want to know. Oh, that's a coin toss for me. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with this, to be honest. We uh, Here's what happened. No dance floor and strict coronavirus guidelines. The 2020 Naughty Nolens Swingers Convention... They swayed in their place. They swayed in place at their tables and flirted behind masks from a distance. It's 250 people. And then two weeks later, we got 41 people testing positive. And the spokesperson or the organizer of this event is acting like he's fucking shocked. He's shook. Yeah. He he was like Bob Hannaford is this dumb dumb's name, and he says, "I wouldn't do it again if I would have knew if I knew then what I know now. It weighs on me and will continue to weigh on me until everyone is a hundred percent better." Bro, I'm not I'm not shaming swingers. No. Fucking live your life. Get your I'm on this podcast saying I'm in full support of swingers. If this is what what you want, go nuts. But like, don't act don't act stupid. That you think that you're going to be able to put a room of 250 swingers, people who have been in lockdown, even if they haven't been in lockdown, and you're not going to, and this isn't going to be a super spreader event, you're you're insane. It was a tenth of the size that it normally is, and so that's which why is the insane. event, which is insane. <laughs> The event organizer said that they met with city officials before the convention and discussed safety measures to avoid the spread of coronavirus amongst the attendees. Hanover said in his post that attendees had either test negative for the coronavirus or proved that they had antibodies for the virus. Event organizers assumed that people with coronavirus antibodies were not contagious. You know what assuming does? Makes an ass out of you and me. Yes, it does. Nice. He said, despite the restrictions, Hannaford said he noticed a lot more eye contact and positive acknowledgement of short flirts and teases, and that a lot of people thanked him and his staff for putting on the event. All in all, it seemed like a big success. We pulled off a lifestyle event with the strictest protocols, and we were able to create an event that certainly would not advertise as safe, but it was the safest possible version we could plan. Then, the day after the convention ended, 
The text messages began, he said. We had our first positive case. It was a wife who tested positive on Monday night after our event. Her husband had tested negative. Both were tested prior to coming to the event. Five people were then tested positive on Monday after the convention, he said. And a day later, 14 cases had been confirmed. By the Wednesday after, at least 29 attendees had the virus. I mean, I'm going to make a stupid speculation right now. Mm -hmm. You think that the COVID vaccine is two shots and the same reason that like you shouldn't trust just one COVID test, probably need two, like, because maybe you get vaccinated once Mm -hmm. and it's technically enough, but they're like, well, just in case you caught COVID two days before your vaccine, we're going to vaccinate you again in three weeks. Then you definitely won't have it. Oh, that's a good speculation. I learned something from a doctor on TikTok. So you know that this is 100% fact because I learned it from a doctor, someone claiming to be a doctor on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so again, this is practically the word of God. This is the only unalleged thing that we've ever talked about on Trashy Trashy. <laughs> the only thing. Basically, when you get a vaccine, it disperses in your body within the first like three days And so essentially, like, the vaccine doesn't linger in your body. It it flushes out and does what it needs to do and gets the cells on board. Okay. And so I think a two-parter vaccine or, like, a follow-up vaccine like the coronavirus vaccine will be, it's – that's, like, normal. It's it's okay that it's going to be in two parts. It's like the HPV one, which is three parts. Did you ever get that one? I did. Yes, I did. I don't think I got all three. Oh. I'm pretty sure I only got two. I don't know why they stopped giving it when after you turn, what is it, 26? Yeah. Do they just assume you have it if you haven't had it by 26? I don't fucking know. I, I don't know. And I and I lost like my health insurance because of the whole 26 thing. And so that was part of the reason why I didn't get that third shot. But it's like, well, yeah, like what am I supposed to do? I just get to like get – I don't think I've got HPV. Mm-hmm. I, think I, I think I missed it, but like it's so weird that they're not like, okay, well, you had health insurance the first two shots. Like let's give her the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Our system is broken. It is very bad. Help. We're in America. I- Bob Hannaford said if I thought for one minute that he or anyone would end up in the hospital, I certainly would have not had our event. You dumb bitch. I won't even have a fucking inside party of more than, uh, of anyone. I won't have anyone in my house that's not part of my immediate pod because I don't want anyone to end up in the hospital. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking about me or my friend in the hospital. I'm talking about their family or my family. Like, use your fucking skull. Ugh. I get it. You just wanted to fuck. They. I get it. They said there's somewhere else in this article where they said that like one of the other rules was that any sort of like ho- like any hotel room like sex actual sex parts were limited to six people. <laughs> like, Again, okay. get yours. Not shaming. I will giggle like a child when I hear it, though. Yeah. Eh, what what can we do? You know. Is the organizer married, Bob? I I don't know. Probably. Well, Are you allowed to swing without, you know, bringing your own collateral? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know the rules. <laughs> I don't know the rules either. They had like a big orgy because we talked about it on my other podcast like maybe a year or so ago. But there was like some big, it was like bro- broke the world record in the United States for the biggest orgy. And it was in Vegas, obviously. And you were allowed, like couples were able to come together and women were allowed to come alone, but men were not allowed to come alone. Like a man had to come with a woman in order to to show up, or or and it was also allowed that multiple women could come together. I picture a buddy, like a buddy comedy, where some guy is so desperate that he begs somebody. This is the movie I'm pitching it right now. I love he it. He really wants to go to this orgy, but he's solo. So he convinces somebody, a girl, to go with him. Uh-huh. Well, of course, they end up falling in love. Yeah. Oh, duh. I love it. But hijinks ensue because they're at an orgy. Jealousy. All kinds of weird stuff happens. Misunderstandings. The reason I asked if he was married, because our next story from the New York Post, wife is horrified after husband gets 
ugly tattoo of her snoring. And we will post an image of this tattoo on our social media because it is horrendous. James McGraw, 40, a window cleaner from Portsmouth, wanted revenge on his wife Kelly for giving him a shitty haircut as a goof. So that's why he got a tattoo depicting her snoring on a plane with him smiling next to her. The trolling portrait is an exact replica of a sneaky cell phone pic that he snapped. So turns out that this uh, couple, who's been married at least 24 years, they always play pranks on each other. That kind of marriage sounds like fucking torture to me. That sounds like hell. I don't like pranks. Not gonna lie. I don't like doing them. Mm -hmm. I don't like having them done to me. No. I almost don't even like surprise parties anymore because it feels like a prank. Because everyone has to lie to you to get you somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is from someone that's had multiple surprise parties in L.A. and has been genuinely surprised every time. Cool brag. Not to brag. Happened twice in a row. And I was like shocked both times. (laughs) Every year, are you kind of like, why doesn't anyone just throw me a birthday party? Yeah. Can't we just uh, just send out invitations in advance? I had a surprise birthday party this year uh, because, you know, it was like my birthday is early April, which is when all of us were certainly about to die of coronavirus. We didn't know what was going on. And so I was told by my best friends, we're like, we're going to get on Zoom. You know, as soon as you finish therapy, (laughs) we're going to get on Zoom. So I'm obviously like a bawling mess because I had therapy and I was like, I'm turning 30 in COVID. (laughs) I hate it here. Um, And um, then I'm trying to get on the Zoom call with my friends and I hear like a tick, 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 tick on my back window. They were all set up in a, as like a picnic, two couples really, really far away from my back door and me. Everyone's like 10, 12 feet apart yelling at each other. I proceeded to cry like a fucking baby. I cried and I cried and I cried. Uh, It was a lot of emotion for me. That was like my, I think the last surprise party I'd ever had was maybe when I was like a teenager. So Mm -hmm. it was my, it was my first one in a long time. And I was like, (laughs) it was like not, I think it was great. And I'm so grateful for it. But also (laughs) I can't gauge what my actual reaction was because I was, deeply depressed about COVID-19. Yeah, I understand those emotions 100%. Was one of your surprise parties at, um, fuck, what's that goddamn place called? Clifton's? L- huh? Clifton's? Clifton's Cafeteria, yeah. Yes, it was. I was at that one. Mm-hmm. That was a good yeah. time. So hello. Hello, Erica. Huh. Ooh, surprise. <laughs> The viral post gathered hundreds of reactions and comments as legend and can't stop laughing every time I see this were commented. Some people thought that it was mean-spirited and ugly, commented one unamused poster. If my husband showed me this, I would just kill him. I mean, the wife, this Kelly wife, she was mad. But now she's come along and she's said it's kind of funny. But now she's got a, now she's planning an even bigger prank. This is the other thing is like when you get involved in a prank war... It just gets too big. It's got to escalate. If someone, I I get mad when I get prank phone calls. I get mad when I get pranked in general. And it is difficult not to take the path of revenge. But yes, as soon as you start taking the path of revenge, you're, you're in a prank war. I pranked one time. I was pranked. A mean-spirited prank where somebody made me think my friend was in trouble and I like had to help them. And I did not care for that. Because that yeah. like, it was mean-spirited. And so what yeah. I did was this was in the wild, wild west, the early days of Facebook ads. Mm. I posted a photo of somebody's tr- of the guy's truck and put his real phone number and put it for like ridiculously low. And I made up a story like, I got a DUI. If my dad finds out he's going to kill me, I've got to sell my car to cover the cost. <gasps> I made up a story. So it was like ridiculously cheap for this like brand new truck. And so he got tons and tons of calls about it. And so his phone was a buzz because I put his actual phone number on the Facebook ad. Holy shit. And I was like, don't fucking prank me. I will win. Is that doxing? <laughs> I Yeah, it was early doxing. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, shit. This was like 2007, 2008. Like that's, a very yeah, long that's really time early ago. Facebook. Wow. 
Wild, wild west those days. Love it. Speaking of uh, loving it, according to newshub.co, anti-gay Hungarian politician resigns after being caught attending a 25-man orgy in breach of COVID-19 rules. Yes, listeners, you are correct. We have two stories about orgies. We can't help how people spend their time in quarantine. Yeah. Fucking... Shocker of the millennia, that everyone who's anti-gay in politics is gayer than everyone else. Yep. An anti-gay member of the European Parliament has resigned from his position after he was caught fleeing from what was described as a 25-man orgy in Brussels, Belgium. Joseph Sajar, he's a... Uh, he's a- from Hungary's ruling Fidesz party. And just to let you know exactly what he, his anti-gay stance is, he was a pivotal member in signing into the country's anti-gay constitution, effectively banning gay couples, single people, and unmarried straight couples from adopting children. He's straight garbage person. He didn't have his ID on him, which is how the police found out that he was part of European parliament. Because he disclosed, I am a, I am an MVP, member of European Parliament. He they was, caught him on like a, in, in a gutter or something? He was fleeing along the gutter out of a first floor window. <laughs> That's what the public prosecutor's office has said. In a statement, Sajar said that he was present at a private party. A paper uh, article appeared in Belgian press today about a house party in Brussels on Friday, which I attended, it wrote. House party? That's what I call it. <laughs> Yikes. I've thrown a lot of house parties and they have yet to be 25 man orgies. Yet. Yet. There's, I will never rule that out. I deeply regret violating the COVID restrictions. It was irresponsible on my part and I'm ready to stand for the fine that occurs. Yeah. So he resigned not because he got caught in a 25 man orgy. He resigned because he's like, oh shit, I'm setting a bad example for COVID. we had some windows open but yeah it's just not the same as social distancing (laughs) the air was circulating oh a 25 man orgy you're gonna need some air circulation in my mind i like to think that they're all just in like one big circle oh cute and that way everybody gets to participate the whole time like a conga line like a conga line or a human centipede Yes, because that's an odd number. Somebody's going to feel left out. Sure, yeah. Although, that's a lot of rhythm that you got to organize with 25 people because one person goes out of step and you're hosed. You know what? I hadn't thought about that, but I you need a choreographer at every orgy is what, I've, what I'm learning. I imagine it's more like a, like a, a speed dating kind of thing mm. where like the, the odd man out, you know, is just... They they drew the short straw, so they're like, fuck, all right, give me the clipboard and the whistle. And then they have to, like, you know, like, blow the whistle and switch. tell everybody when it's time to switch. <laughs> Woo, blow the whistle. Switch. Switch. Woo, God damn it. Switch. Our next story comes to us from Mike from Whack Brackets, a friend of the pod. Thanks, Mike from Whack Brackets. This this tweet went viral, a clip from the hearing where Trump star witness Melissa Carone in Michigan testifying about the election. Whack job. Yeah, she's a fucking psycho. I mean, I, I if it weren't for something so serious, I think I would be obsessed with her. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> she's a parody of herself. Like... She keeps interrupting a Republican congressman. Uh, he's who's on just, your team. <laughs> you, he's. This is the beauty of this video. Also, she probably has COVID. So now that we know about Rudy's COVID, but she's coming across so insane that even Rudy Giuliani is leaning over and tapping her on the shoulder and being like, "Relax, relax, calm down." If Rudy Giuliani is telling you that you're coming off too insane. (laughs) Oh, wow. You done fucked up somewhere. Like, she's literally like, okay, so I just have a question. Yeah. You, uh, I'm just asking about, um, you're saying the poll books. Check them. Check them. Do you know? Do you know how many people? Yeah. 
When you and check him, did you do something interesting to him? Hmm? Like she literally questioned him at one point. She questioned him, again, a Republican member. And my favorite part is when she's like, I signed something that says I'll go to prison. Did you? Like, in fucking sane. <laughs> she should go to prison. Yeah, she's a big fat liar. And again, if Rudy Giuliani's telling you to lie down, you're dead. Just lie down. Ew. I don't like the way you put that. (laughs) Ooh. We're going to take a brief break and play a promo for our friend podcast, The Bachelor Zone. These guys do hard-hitting sports analysis of The Bachelor every week. Ooh. They are friends of the pod. They are very funny. They get Bachelorette contestants on the show. It's a good time. Give it a listen. This is The Bachelor Zone, your spin-free zone for hard-hitting Bachelor stats and analysis. We're your hosts, Michael Wally, Zachary Pike, and Daniel A. Duddy. There's a lot of Bachelor podcasts out there, but we're the only one that goes beyond the gossip and takes you inside the world of competitive dating. We break down all the offense, the defense, and all the strategies that make The Bachelor the best sport on TV. No spin, and we're no back. drama, and just another the story out of the New York Post. Come find us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get Jessica your podcast. Parker might be to blame. An Australian woman found out the hard way that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's fragrance is prone to making kangaroos a little jumpy. On Saturday, jogger Tracy Noonan was assaulted by a large kangaroo while exercising outside in Melbourne, beginning with a massive thump in the middle of my back. So this kangaroo just like goosh, like kicked her in the kicked her over. Knocked so her started, to the ground. Starts throwing rocks at him to in order to escape and then took cover in a nearby shelter while she waited for it to hop off. So the kangaroo was waiting for me. It bounced over fences to get over to her. The chase was that of a horror movie, she said. It kept coming and coming. I thought, oh my goodness, this kangaroo is going to kill me. So it. she found out later from, you know, the police or whoever kangaroo specialist came that it could have been her perfume, which is Stash by Sarah Jessica Parker, which has some something in it that uh, smells infuriating to kangaroos i think i've been on record saying i think kangaroos are jacked of course of course and that they are somewhat if they were human they would be very attractive like if you've seen them standing up i don't believe i've heard you say that (laughs) kangaroos are jacked is all i'm saying you like a jacked boy many of them measure between five feet seven and weigh 100 to 150 pounds a five foot seven guy who's 100 150 pounds 150 pounds who's jacked just pure that's, muscle. Uh, that, yeah that <laughs> yeah that does it for you i'll show you attractive kangaroos <laughs> please do who wears uh, perfume on a run who wears perfume on a run no one she said noonan said But it was early in the morning and I was fumbling around for deodorant and this is all I could find. I was not trying to attract any kangaroos. I can assure you that. Here's the thing. Deodorant and perfume are not the same thing. No, they're not. So I think that's a little uh, lame. Perfume doesn't clog up your sweat glands with uh, aluminum or whatever (laughs) deodorant does. I had my sweat glands Botox so that I don't sweat as much. I was thinking about getting my odor glands removed like that woman on Salt Lake City, Real Housewives. Uh-huh. They lost her twice. They lost her twice on the operating table. <laughs> Although, by the way, I I watch I watch Real Housewives Salt Lake City now. Which I love. I'm so You glad pitched that- it on the podcast and I was like, I gotta check this out. And <sighs> I really did. I'm I'm finally in the salt in the in the Real Housewives sphere because of you. Welcome. We've been waiting for you. Thank you. Apparently, kangaroos in general have been a little bit more wild ever since Corona. I love seeing the videos that people have been taking of like just animals in general kind of overtaking cities because Mm -hmm. of COVID. So the fact that the kangaroos are a little bit more bold is not surprising to me. But yeah, I wouldn't want to get punched by one or kicked or attacked at all. Or attacked by like if a raccoon came after me, I'd be terrified. Yeah, that's true. 
Although I'm it'd just, be cute. It'd be adorable. But I I'd just be, be afraid to get rabies. You know, rabies is I listened to somebody talk about rabies recently. It is a terrifying disease. Like I mean, have I told you about my like reoccurring kind of nightmare about rabies? I think you've mentioned it before and I was like, that sounds bad. But then I heard what I heard about rabies and I was like, oh God, Cass is right. Yes. Like I'm not trying uh, – the reoccurring nightmare, if if you don't know it, I think I've said it on this podcast, but if I haven't, here you go, is that my animal, my dog is getting attacked by a raccoon and I go stop the fight and the raccoon bites me too. And so then I've spent the rest of my dream or nightmare thinking, okay – my dog's going to get, my dog's going to die. My dog has to get put to sleep now. And also, I'm about to have three to five of the worst days of my life in the hospital. Hallucinating and f- fucking wild fever and all these things as they try to get the rabies out of my system. We should be more scared of rabies. Like, what's up? Like, my animals get rabies shots? Why the fuck don't we? Uh, aren't, don't we get rabies shots? Only if you're bitten, right? Yeah, then then you get it. Uh, there should be a vaccine. <laughs> I'd like a I'd like a rabies shot first, please. Yes, I'd like a pre pre rabies shot if you don't mind. Please. It seems like a fail that we don't have a rabies vaccine. Speaking of a fail, our next story was uh, given to us via Facebook. Bed Bath and Beyond seems to have uh, released their own Hanukkah line. In a major disappointment to everyone, uh, they did absolutely no fact-checking about what is and is not Hanukkah. So they have inaccurate dreidels on a pillow. They have Hanukkah candlesticks, which is not a real thing because, of course, if you're celebrating Hanukkah, you're using a menorah. They have a, a pillow that says mazel, which means luck, which has nothing to do with Hanukkah. It's really just something that in a, I guess is Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> in a wreath and with ornaments, which also have nothing to do with Hanukkah. <laughs> Another is a throw pillar that says, Oi to the world. Like, oh, God. And then um, Don We Now are Hanukkah sweaters. Don We Now, of course, a Christmas reference, not Hanukkah. Quit trying to Christmas up Hanukkah. Uh, oh my god this other there one there are uh not enough candles on <laughs> this there's just not enough candles it looks like a deer antler but the antler is candles and there's just not quite enough it's a i mean it's a it's a reindeer it's a reindeer yes you know who uses reindeer santa santa and he is associated with christmas mm-hmm. so also, they Yikes. have Walmart selling a wishing you a blessed Yom Kippur with a menorah, which are two different holidays. <laughs> oh, my God. Major fail. It's This is not – this isn't a good look. Bad I look. Mean, bad look. Rachel Kenneth is the Facebook user that compiled all these images, and Walmart and Bed Bath & Beyond were the biggest offenders. Thank you, Rachel, for doing that. Our next story was sent in by my Uncle Richard, who I don't know if he does listen to the pod, but he knows about it and likes to send in stories. Thank you, Uncle Richard. You may or may not be listening. If you are listening, thank you. Would you take a moment to rate and review this podcast? Please. And if you don't listen, we'll just say something bad about you. Coming out of the TulsaWorld.com, Governor, Oklahoma Governor Stitt gives a boot to another educational board member. This guy can't seem to not be in our mouths. Governor Stitt abruptly replaced one of his own appointees to the Oklahoma Board of Education this week. Kurt Bolenbach of Kingfisher, who was appointed in April of 2019 to serve a four-year term, recently supported a high-profile move to claw back more than $11 million in state funding from Epic Charter Schools and a failed attempt to mandate masks in all public schools. He also drew public criticism from school choice advocates for leading a delay of approval for a couple of private schools to begin accepting state-funded scholarships for disabled students and foster children over questions about whether the school's anti-discrimination policies met minimum standards and state requirements. 
So this guy seems like he's doing his job and they've removed him for just doing the bare minimum. He was told he received no advance notification or explanation for his removal, nor had the governor's office expressed any recent complaints or concerns about his position or public comments as a board member. What do you think happened? I think that the Oklahoma governor is a grade A moron. Oop. I'll say it. Oop. And this guy went against the grain. He went against the Republican-controlled Oklahoma initiatives. And opted for public safety. And opted for public safety. And they said, you got to go. You got to get the F out. That's pretty fucking scary. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm someone who lives in Oklahoma, I don't think I would be uh, in love with that. I don't know who is in support of our governor. He's chosen, or their governor. He's chosen time after time to be a complete You can moron. say our governor. We know that you love Oklahoma. We know. We know I'm still there. I had uh-huh. a, a, a podcast listener express uh, concern over how much we shit on Oklahoma. So we just want to stay on this podcast that we are equal opportunity shitheads and that we will shit on Florida, Oklahoma, Alaska, wherever you live. Ireland. We're coming for you. We're oh, coming yeah. for you. The UK? God, we we shit on the UK all day. All day, son. We'll shit on everybody equally. We're not targeting mm-hmm. you. Mm-mm. We just have a lot of listeners in Oklahoma who send us stories. Like Uncle Richard. Like Uncle Richard, we hope. We hope. You better be listening, Richard. Do you hear this? Mm-hmm. Our next story comes to us from the irishpost.com. A northern Irish woman who made headlines around the world after marrying a 300-year-old pirate ghost has opened up why she decided to divorce her spirit lover. So, again, two stories on orgies. And now a second story on uh, forbidden love. (laughs) Amanda Teague from Downpatrick wed her ghost husband Jack on international waters back in 2016. She married a pirate named Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. They first met in 2010 when Jack presented himself onto her. One thing led to another, and soon they were wed. But it wasn't long before Amanda started to notice cracks in their relationship, like the fact that he was trying to kill her. When her health quickly declined, she realized that Jack was using her as an energy source. Oh, my God. This is, like, literally, like, like just... My nightmare. (laughs) This is, like, a J.K. Rowling book of, like, my failed relationship with Voldemort. My health kept getting worse and worse to the point where I ended up with sepsis last year in June and I almost died, she told this morning. I had, which is a new show, I had to have emergency surgery. Yeah, she was forced to confront the truth that was staring in her face. Jack was basically an energy vampire. When it's when we die, it's normal to stay in the earthbound realm for a period. But when spirits stay around too long, they need an energy source. And Jack was using me as an energy source. He never accepted his own death, so he wanted to continue living through my body. So that when he when I hear that, I'm immediately like, was this 46-year-old Irish woman pretending to be a fucking pirate? Was she walking around pirating? <laughs> Yarg. <laughs> Well-versed in the realm of possession and spirit attachment, Amanda was given a little option. Oh, Amanda was given little option but to seek divorce by exorcism back in 2018. <laughs> Despite the distressing situation and near-death experience, she has few regrets about the marriage to a pirate energy vampire. I do believe that everything happens to us for some reason. She has quit all forms of mediumship in the wake of the incident. Do you want to play a game? Let's pretend that you and I are on a Tinder date right now, okay? Okay. I'm so glad that uh, we were able to meet. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, I I just need you to know I recently got out of another relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. Like, uh, I I mean, do you feel like you're ready for this or? I think you need to know a little bit more about me before you're ready for this. Okay, fuck it. Uh, Garcon, another drink, please. All right, tell me about your ex. Well, I recently got divorced. Oh, you were married. I I was married to a 300-year-old energy vampire who was also a pirate. Um, like an energy vampire, like it was just like some person who like was kind of draining when they were to be around or. I was married to a ghost who uh, was like, an energy like vampire. Like he wasn't very present in your relationship or. Mm-hmm. He had been dead for 300 years. Oh, you mean a ghost ghost. Mm-hmm. Garçon, 
cancel that second drink. I think I'll take my check. And that, my friends, is acting. It's called improv, baby. Look it up. Ta-da! <laughs> Speaking of um, rough marriages, mm-hmm. according to the insider.com, a husband went on a 280-mile walk to calm down after an argument with his wife, and then he got fined for breaching coronavirus lockdown regulations. An unnamed Italian husband walked 280 miles to calm down. He was hiking for a week before the police found him. Italy has strict curfew between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m., and the man was fined for breaching this regulation. What the fuck were they arguing about? 280 miles? (laughs) I just need to cool down. I mean, like, that's like, this is like fucking Forrest Gump when he, like, found Jenny and he just started running. (laughs) This is literally what happened in that movie. It took him a week to go 280 miles. That's about 40 miles a day. God damn, that's a lot. The man was a little tired, but otherwise healthy. Like, he left uh he's 48 and he left como in the north of italy and then traveled south and the 40 miles a day was an attempt to soothe his anger again what the fuck were they arguing about had she recently told him that her ex-husband was an energy ghost vampire pirate i don't think that's worth i'm trying to think of what could make me so mad that i would go like 40 miles a day my knees hurt after four miles Fuck four miles. Like one fourth. <laughs> I'll go on a drive every once in a while, but like shit, that farthest I'm going is the ocean. Yeah, I understand 280 miles to get you, you know, do driving. <laughs> driving 280 miles. No, I'm sorry, no. If someone said even that they got in an argument and they're like, yeah, so I just kind of I drove 280 miles away. Like that's like that's uh, hold on hold on i want to make sure that i'm not fucking talking on my ass okay you drive 280 miles because you're pissed off that's farther than vegas he why if 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 we're in let's say we get an argument Uh uh-huh and one of us like i gotta go for a walk and you walk past vegas (laughs) and also would he have just kept going if the police weren't like hey you're out past curfew hey asshole what happened to your shoes? <laughs> well, I just can't imagine when he comes back home, he's like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. Do you understand me? First this, and then you get hit by a fine. Like, we have the money for that? <laughs> I don't think I've ever been walked 280 miles angry. <laughs> no, I haven't either. I honestly think I would kill the other person first. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. That's a like a positive place to put your anger. Yeah, like, wow. I love it. I love this so much. Cass, are you ready? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh, <laughs> Exclusive. Exclusive. According to Newsweek.com. Sent in by Uh, listener Winston Carter. Thank you, Winston. Hollywood agency hired an unlicensed doctor and ex-sushi salesman to test stars for COVID-19. Question number one, what is a sushi salesman? You think sushi just shows up? I thought you went to a fish market. You gotta be a sushi. I mean, somebody's gotta broker the deal. The fisherman. I'm focusing on the wrong thing here, and I know it. But I just like, what? Why? <laughs> Forget it. For fucking get it. Just tell tell the people what happened. The name of the Apple TV streaming series is The Truth Be Told, but stars Octavia Spencer and Kate Hudson were not told the truth. <gasps> Only after they'd been fired did they learn that Lucas first, the doctor- After he'd had- been fired, not them. Yes. Only after he'd been fired did they learn that Lucas first, the doctor who had been on set- to test them and other actors, producers, and crew for COVID-19 wasn't licensed to practice medicine in California. The show's producers didn't tell anyone that first was a former sushi salesman either. What is 
that. In, in, <laughs> Endeavor Content, the unit of the famed uh, WME talent agency that produces Truth Be Told, contracted with First's Los Angeles firm in September to provide healthcare professionals on set to test for COVID-19. Um, for those of you who don't know, people who are working on sets right now are getting tested uh, sometimes daily, sometimes every other day, at least three times a week. If you're on set with actors, because the actors are the people who have to have their masks on Mm -hmm. or off ever. Everyone else just wears masks the whole time. So this is happening in pretty much every production right now. They've got COVID-19 reps on staff doing it. And one would hope that they were licensed professionals. Endeavor fired first on November 17th. The new medical team that replaced him found that an actor had been cleared to work just 24 hours earlier without any testing was COVID-19 positive. (gasps) Not Octavia Spencer or Kate Hudson. They're being exposed to COVID. Don't risk Octavia Spencer. She is a national treasure. First graduated from Xavier University School of Medicine on the Caribbean island of Bonaire in 2009. And so he's entitled to call himself a doctor and append the initials MD to his name. The school's website still shows a graduation photo that includes first and his 12 classmates of that year. But he never had an active medical license. Film producer Maddie Beckman, his business partner at Medical Placement Association, told Zinger News that first was never been licensed. He first has not responded to any requests for comment. I mean, again, I don't mean to harp on this, but you went from 2009 and you graduated some weird Caribbean medical school and then you just went on to sell sushi. What a career trajectory. I mean, this is a bummer because it's a we're living in a hard time right now. And it's there's a lot going on right this second that is a. Testing the validity, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Of film industry being essential work and safe. Ready? They were all out of month or out of work for six months. And now they're finally back to work. And just like with sports, it's really important that this goes over well because it's good for the economy in California and because we all love to consume media. Yeah, without media, I would have gone clinically insane during this lockdown. Yeah, so, you know, this sucks. We can't have, like, bullshit like this happening right now. And we we can't be risking anyone's lives who who works in the film industry or in any industry, for that matter. But you get, when you're under the impression that you're being tested regularly and that everyone around you is being tested regularly, you have a, that's a false sense of security if you find out that, you know, the doctor on set, you know, just months ago was slang and sushi. They are claiming that he was not practicing medicine on set, only swabbing the crew members and cast members for COVID-19 tests. So they were saying that it's fine. Yes, However, but California yeah, California law requires that all such tests destined for laboratories be conducted under the supervision of state licensed doctors, which first is not. I mean, if you're if you do one of those drive-through test facilities, you're wiping your own mouth with that stuff. So obviously you don't need to be a doctor mm-hmm. to do that part, but you do you need a doctor around. First and his firm build Endeavor content nearly $26,000 per week in fixed costs, according to a copy of a contract reviewed by Zinger News. The weekly cost of the COVID-19 tests themselves added as much as $150,000 a week to the same budget. Yeah, these film productions who are going forward are spending a lot of money to make sure that their shit is safe on masks, other types of PPE, testing, like doctors, COVID reps, contract tasting shit, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So this is not a good, this is not a good hit. No. To any production. First was often seen bragging on the Paramount lot that he had put a stint into a child's brain at Children's Hospital in Los Angeles. Dr. Robert Adler, the child, the hospital's chief medical officer, told Zinger News that First had never performed pediatric brain surgery there. To perform an operation like that, you must be a licensed neurosurgeon, said Adler. After checking with his staff, he said, we have absolutely have no record of Lucas first ever attending. Holy crap. That's so insane. So there's some mental illness going on. If you're walking around telling people this, there's something 
something else is wrong. It's a pathological liar. Also, not to like be a hater or whatever, because I don't know like what the normal like how how it goes down when you're a doctor. But like, if you're like c- capable of performing brain surgery, but you're like, no, nah, I've just decided to bump myself down and do COVID tests on a movie set. Like, I don't know. I'd be like, uh, why? This is some real uh, catch me if you can shit. A movie I've never seen, but I believe you. And I'm proud that you referenced a movie and not a short story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this sucks. I uh, I hope that they get their shit together because everyone's just, I mean, the film industry has been under fire every which way right now, I think, the, ever since they've been deemed essential work. Mm-hmm. We were recently on set together and I felt safe. But if there's just yahoos running around claiming to be doctors, who knows? I Yeah, uh, I agree. And I also felt safe and I've been tested since and I didn't catch COVID. So thank you. Yeah, I've also been tested since. So are you hoarding anything this week, Erica? I am. What you got? The new series of Big Mouth came out on Netflix. Season four Mm. dropped. And uh, if you don't know what Big Mouth is, it's a animated show that takes a bunch of really talented voice actors that you love it's about puberty and the hormones that come with it and every identity crisis that you're having. It's super fucking funny in this new yeah. season. Uh, no spoiler, but Seth Rogen plays a voice actor as well. I love it. I can't wait to watch it. That show is hysterical. It's just, it's so funny. It It's so true to form. If you were, have ever been 13, you know exactly how they're, they're feeling. Yeah, which I hope that you have been because that means that you are then under 13 listening to this podcast. Yeah, please don't. If it is, turn this off and go tell a parent. No, don't do it. Fuck it. We know better. We'll give you better advice than anyone that you'll see on YouTube. True. Cass, what are you hoarding this week? Mm, This might be controversial because of the COVID numbers, but I I really, really do like a a good park hang. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. A socially distanced park hang i hope that they don't go away after covid i used to do it a lot at echo park lake like this is pre-covid and pre-echo park lake looking like fucking woodstock with the uh tent cities that live there Mm -hmm. um and then i kind of stopped and so now that covid's hit and it's kind of become a requirement if you care to see anybody who lives outside of your household it's kind of i've kind of been digging it and so yeah i i guess i'm hoarding I'm hoarding park hangs while the net while the weather is still nice. If if it's not nice where you are, I'm sorry to say this, but it's still pretty decent here in LA. And I don't think that the police are too busy beating protesters outside of Eric Garcetti's house who are trying to block him from the Biden cabinet. So they're not busting people for drinking in a park mm-hmm. right now. That is a very dark way of saying that you can drink and have a picnic. And yeah, I just like it. But you fuckers, don't you take that as me saying that I was sitting closer than six feet to people who I don't live with because I fucking wasn't. You hear me? You hear me, trashy, trashy listeners? It's very I was important. doing the thing, and you should too. Are you throwing anything out? I am throwing out wearing foundation. I'm sick of it. I have worn foundation twice since February. Mm-hmm. And I feel as if my face is being suffocated. Yeah. I work really hard on my skincare routine. I spend a lot of money on my skin. I want it to shine. I want it to be out there. I'm throwing away wearing foundation. You're not fucking with matte foundation. No. No more matte. No more anything. I spend high end. I'm a NARS girl. I'm a tart. Like I spend money on high end foundation. I go lowbrow to find good foundation. I'm done. I'm done. Wow. Okay. I mean, makes sense. I every time that I've done my makeup since March, I always put on too much because I forget. It's it's a nightmare. What are you like? My my daytime look is a nighttime look because I'm like, oh, whoops, (gasps) I forgot. I forgot how to be subtle with this. Yeah. So, I mean, and lately my mask knee is getting so bad that I've been wearing makeup more often. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that's a crazy thing to throw out. I'm throwing it away. What okay. are you throwing away? 
Tina Curry, I'm coming for you. I watched episode two of Big Sky and that show still sucks. It sucks. I'm. <laughs> I don't care um, for any character. <laughs> no. I don't know what the blonde lady does. Like, does she also work at the private investigating firm? And like, if so, how was she unaware of this affair that was happening? Like, I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it. I don't take, I fucking warned you guys last week I was going to come and spoil this shit. And I'm doing it. And there's a third episode out and I could have watched it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Am I going to? Yeah, probably because I like the abuse at this point. I am shocked at how much I don't like this show to a point where I keep watching it. (laughs) And it's David E. Kelly. Like, you'd think it'd be good. Well, he was doing, well, he did Big Little Lies, which was based off a book. And I get that, I guess this is based off of a series of books. But it's just like, yeah, what the fuck is happening? Agreed. The acting is not good. And they've got good actors. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm throwing it out. I'm throwing it out until next week when I probably throw it out again. I don't know. Eventually, I'll probably stop watching it. I say I would read a recap of what happened. Yeah. A spoiler-filled recap, but I will not watch it. And by the way, Tina Curry, not the only person who loves this. Because, I, I mean, at my job, we've been working on this show, and I work in post-production, and and I haven't personally, but like the people who have been working on it have been like, no, 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 Cass, it's it's good. It really gets good. They just finished episode four or five or something. They're like, yeah, this show's great. And I'm just like, excuse me? You're going to be on ABC who I have to wait a week between episodes? And you're telling me it doesn't get good until episode four? Maybe Netflix can get away with that shit because you can, you can binge it. Mm-hmm. But it cannot take a month for network TV to get good. I 100% agree. We don't have the time. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Where can people find you online, Cass? They can find me at Cass Cardiness at Twitter and Instagram. And you can get me every Tuesday night on the Nooner podcast on the Smodcast Network, 7.30 p.m. Pacific. We are finally starting another radio play, Buzzsaw 3, What Now, Hollywood Sunrise. Um, we love our little radio plays over there at Nooner. Love to see it. Love to see it. Where do they find you, Erica? At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram. And if you do follow me, uh, drop me a little hello. Send me a little DM. Let me know that you're from the show. There you go. Maybe I'll follow back, you know, keep the engagement going. And also, if you want to find us, we are on the newest episode of the Antisocial Show. We we did that podcast a couple months ago, and it's premiering now. It's called Fun with Trash, so you can you can check us out there. Absolutely, and you can find the podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us at Trashy Trashy Podcast at Gmail dot com. Send us a story or tell us why you're a listener trash. I mean, we love you. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you do like the show, drop us a five star review, and you please can also. Support us financially by clicking in the show notes. Support this podcast feature. It helps us upgrade equipment, helps us with hosting, and we really appreciate your support. Hey, Cass? Yeah? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye. Bye.